The last time I did an episode on persuading one to Christianity, it was my first episode, and I hope to build on this every several months or so. The majority of this show involves a broad amount of information on a broad amount of subjects. One of my goals, though, is to always show and add to my central point, which is to share why I believe in God and why. Okay, well, today's episode is the same. I will dive through several different philosophical and scientific reasons to believe in God, as well as some, in my own view, common sense reasons to believe in God. So, without further ado, let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to The Whitaker Show. This is a show geared towards talking about the many key lessons and takeaways of Christianity with an eye towards apologetics. Thanks for tuning in. Alrighty, let me give you some moral truths to live by. One of my greatest loves about Christianity involves the unbelievably consequential effect Christianity has had on the world, right? Especially the West. One thing that the world gets wrong is that people believe they can reach perfection or become sanctified or like whatever word they want to use for themselves by themselves. That's not true. There is no salvation apart from Jesus Christ. Acts 4.12 details this. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Okay? One huge impact to the world is through Christianity's impact on human dignity and value. See, the Bible teaches us that we were made in the likeness of God as male and female. That's why we're all equal. There is no fight over equality. God tells us that we are, right? He tells us what we are and then that we are. God made Adam as a helpmeet. Yes, it's a word. Go look up the Greek definition for the word helper that the Bible uses in Genesis. Also, God took a rib from Adam not a foot bone and not any other bone that would indicate anything other than equality as far as God's creation, okay? And I would challenge you to find a place that Christianity has spread to and the value of human life hasn't become mainstream, right? Find a place after that, namely somewhere like China, where human life is intrinsic to government allegiance, not because human life is valuable in God's eyes, right? Because it's valuable in that organization's or in that society's eyes. Search elsewhere that doesn't believe in a Christian God and you find similar examples. The world would tell you Darwinism and moral relativism are the rules of the world. That's not true. One major reason that the Western world believes in the rule of law is because of the Word of God. The Bible is chock full of laws and it teaches us that whether you are strong or weak or small or large, the law is applied equally to you. Not because of people, but because of ju- because justice is God's not to the strongest, are the most well-connected. Furthermore, the reliance on an established and well-meaning moral and ethical system is extremely vital to a culture. What do I mean? Like one of the main oppositions to Christianity I hear involves people either being disenfranchised with churches or the people in them, or that they weren't satisfied with with organized religion in and of itself. Right? So it's really important to have a moral and ethical system, but at, at the same time, it's important not to blame the religion for the people that are in it, right? So, like mentioning people that were disenfranchised with organized religion, like Christianity itself, um, I had a lady tell me that the very aspect of routine or monotony is what drew her away from being a Christian. She stated that she didn't find what she was looking for, like done in quotations. Let me tell you, this is not a religion issue. This is a people issue. 
right? If your opposition to Christianity involves a person or involves doctrine, you haven't dug enough into your opposition. Now, what I mean is, oftentimes, people can find reasons to not believe in Christianity based on what people have done to them or what an institution has done to them. What's different about Christianity is that there's no power placed in, in man itself. Power comes from God, right? So people can be flawed. Institutions can be flawed, but God is not. And just because God is not flawed doesn't mean that he's, he's going to make us flawless here on earth. That's just not how it works because then there's no point in him if we're flawless, right? So what do I mean by not having dug enough into your opposition? Well, I'll tell you, the, the believer or that preacher or that church doesn't define the religion as I just mentioned. Christianity is based upon Jesus Christ and the word of God to name a few key points, not a person or edifice. If you're not getting anything out of Christianity, I would inspire you to find some motivation um, from God himself, right? Because this is something that you can build on with God. Like what kind of motivation do you need? Well, Christianity is a relational religion. It's about being in tune with God and living a life dependent on and involved with God. See, it's not about, it's not about you get like what you put into it, right? It's not do X and you get Y. If you are giving your life over, submitting your finances to, involving your family with, and even placing all of your hopes in Jesus Christ, that is a relationship, right? Like you don't love your wife because she gives you kisses or cooks you dinner. Those might be really nice things. You know, she might look really, really nice, but those aren't the key contingencies for you loving her or for her loving you. There's some kind of bond there that's not tangential that causes you two to love each other. And that's the point. It's the relationship you've built upon one another. And you've got to develop that thing. You're literally drawing near to the creator of the universe, the one who embodies the very essence of good. Like, what do you think will happen? You'll be blessed. If you aren't getting anything out of a workout, don't blame the workout. Your gain is directly, is directly proportional to what you put into it. Again, this is not about works. This is about mentality. When you talk to a professional sports player, right, or service members like cops, they will explicitly tell you that training is a big part of their success, but even more so, their mentality is. Thinking about and adjusting one's mindset around one's task is vital to being fully involved. Like I remember that I had a friend who played like really high level soccer and he told me that he constantly envisioned a soccer ball at his feet, constantly. And that's something that I took into my life and it, it really did give me an edge. Like when I, I would show more ability with ball control than someone who spent hours actually with the ball just due to my mentality. Cause you might can practice something for a long, for a long time. Like you might can practice being a Christian for a long time, but you won't truly see a change or you, you won't truly see gain in that person until their, their mentality encompasses it. You, this is a mind and body and spirit thing. This is not just a, Oh, I'm just going to do X and then I'll, I'll like, God will love me for that. It'll be fine. No worries. That's just not how it works. And Christianity is known for being law, for being life altering, right? Because not only does Christianity radically change one's thinking, but it's been known to radically change entire societies. One of the main catalysts to the greatest nation in the history of the world, the USA, being created involved Christianity, namely the disagreement over the involvement of church and state. But even further than this, the disagreement over Protestantism and Catholicism, Catholicism, not Catholicism. I have no idea what that is. Um, that's some new thing that's going on, I guess. Catholicism? No idea. You see, those early Protestants realized that the way to God was Jesus and that the word of God was the utmost importance. 
It wasn't man's efforts and values as espoused in the Catholic way of thinking, but the ultimate decision of God in one's life. See, it's not about what me or you do, it's about what he does. And by he, I mean God. Not Cathol, or like, or like whoever that is. Christianity has been shaking the world since its foundation and will continue to do so even in yours and my lives. How has it been shaking the world? Well, piggybacking on what I was just talking about, it inspires people to seek a relationship with God, not just following his rules, but actually seeking to know him, which he encourages. Most of the known world has been influenced by early Christian history, art, language, and culture. We can see this is evident in French, Italian, English, and German architecture. You can see this in the sheer amount of churches and cathedrals all around the world. People believe in this stuff. They believe it truly makes a difference. The standard set here is that each person matters. A person's salvation matters. A person's relationship with God matters. And most importantly, what we are all serving gives us objective moral values. See, when you choose God, right? Like when we choose God, we are choosing values that have been established by a higher power. And those powers, um, like those standards and values are not changing based on a society's whims, okay? The last point is honestly why I believe in God here. We have all seen in America how the country fluctuates between two different political parties constantly and how positions change all the time. We've seen social trends come and go. We've seen institutions like colleges, police, military, and local businesses change practices as well as morals. Our only stability is in a higher power. This leads me towards the Christian God. And and I'll explain this in my next show and build upon a previous show where I mentioned biblical contentions, right? That's like episode two, I think it was. I'm going to add to it by giving all the reasons why Christianity can be proven and can be backed up. Suffice to say, I cannot see how one cannot believe in a higher power, as well as once you did believe, you wouldn't choose to live for that being, right? So if you're going to believe in something, like that lady that I mentioned, she believes in like cosmic energy and that kind of stuff. Um, The problem with that is that you're what you're putting in, it's going to directly correlate to your physical being, right? So if you're a grandmaster, um, I think it's called freaky. If you're like a grandmaster and freaky, right? Then I would expect you to be in almost perfect health to just virtually glow with energy and to have actual like transformative life. I've met some of these people and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with what they're believing in, right? Beyond, you know, like it not being Jesus Christ. But the whole point is what you're doing, you're, it's not tied in a higher power. It's tied in you because you are you are technically the God in that instance. You are harnessing the the universe's power to increase you, like to give you more meaning, right? To align yourself with your previous existence and all that kind of stuff. And I get it. It seems alluring because it's all about you. That's the issue. You'll see these people and like you won't see a dramatic, they might still be obese. They might not have very good jobs. They may not be rich. And though they might claim that the whole goal is inner peace, that's not what you're working towards. If you're harnessing the power of the universe and you're opening your third eye and you're doing all this stuff, there has to be physical gains to what you're doing. Physical gains. There has to be. Whereas you can tell a Christian's success by how much, honestly, you can't notice about them. Right? Of course, you'll see Christians being full of smiles. You'll see them being very hopeful. You'll see them being successful in their endeavors. Of course. Right? But that's not the point of Christianity. The point of Christianity is not to have imminent results in your life. It's to serve and love God. That's it. And in doing so, in loving God, you're loving the very essence of good and love itself. 
you'll see them like loving others better. You'll see them like improving their own lives. And of course they're going to fall. They're human beings. But the point is we're not reaching physical perfection. There's that's, that's not the goal here. The goal is not finding perfection in yourself. It's the fact that perfection died for your sins and that you live for that perfection, namely Jesus Christ, God. Right. So let me give you some bullet points as to my core thoughts on why you should believe in God, namely the Christian God, to tide you over until the next show because I know that you're all waiting with bated breath for it. Firstly, life is meaningless without God. For real? Yes, for real. If there is no higher power, then there is no cosmic justice, right? You die. That's it. Murder may be wrong in the society, but at the end of the day, if you're going nowhere then and there's no cosmic justice, then what does it matter? Only you should matter, right? Because what's the point of honor if, if all it does is temporarily help out humanity? If a doctor cures cancer, but we're all going to die anyways, then why even bother, right? Don't tell me, well, it's good to do so, Will. Good is therefore subjective. Listen, it's all for nothing if we listen to science. Eventually, the universe is going to heat up and we're all going to experience a heat death one day. That's what science can prove, right? Once that happens, all we did is for nothing and there is no cosmic justice or afterlife. <laughs> that murderer goes to nothingness like you. You may have lived a better life in quotations, but better is subjective, right? If I kill you and take your stuff, you've just lost out of your stuff, out on your stuff. And now you are nothingness, right? History literally is written by the victor at that point. Darwin was right. And you are now nothing. Eventually that would breed an amoral people. Just rise up and kill those you don't like. There's no cosmic justice anyways. I don't go to hell. I don't have a righteous God to condemn me. What does it matter? This is important as hope and accountability are vital aspects to the human psyche. It's why we work so hard to bring people to justice and find out the truth because ultimate truth, cosmic truth, truth in God exists, right? I'm telling you, you can't live, you can't have a functioning society that's based upon human moral values. You can't because as soon as the person that has the most amount of power deems the current state of things to be consequential to them, they'll change the rules. And now, before, where you would spin in a circle three times and do a backflip to be good, now you're spinning in a circle and doing a front flip for no reason, because they said so. That's not healthy. That's not a good system to live by. Of course, that doesn't actually happen now, but like you get the point. Like If we all just kill each other and, and, and then take each other's stuff, yes, you might have a police system that punishes that person for that act, right? But if you then rise up and take out the police officers, what does it matter? At the end of the day... You kill everybody who is inconvenient to you, and then all that's left is you. Bam, you're good to go. Because even if you die at that point, even if something happens, then you're all going, you're all going to nothingness anyways. There's no judge. And don't give me this stuff about karma, because if karma exists, then it must be done by a higher being, right? You can't have intergalactic energy. You can't have like intergalactic justice without some sort of being in charge of it. Like things don't just randomly happen like that. That's just not like you don't just like randomly have a sweeping wind that acts as a balancing that's a scientific and doesn't have any basis in history or science at all and like science is important but it doesn't have any basis in like moral values either because who's the one who monitors karma and if no one monitors karma then it's got to be a being therefore it's got to be in creation which means that must be a god therefore we should be worshiping karma but karma doesn't have any tenets because we can't know what karma is because it does its own thing because it's just a wind i'm telling you it's a spar argument right and on the other hand if i am right and the atheist is wrong then you not only have eternal life upon choosing god but there's accountability for the evil in the world and 
Most importantly, you get a personal God to build a relationship with that in doing so, you have God dwelling within you to aid in your life. Which deal sounds better, honestly? Which means a better earthly society, better morals, values, ethics, and outcomes. I'll mention this more in the next show, but we can prove scientifically that Christianity's views on the origins of the universe are sound. The Big Bang only backs up this aspect. David Hilbert, one of the most brilliant mathematicians of the 20th century, details how infinity does not exist in math, but is a human construct. It is proven that time has not always existed and that everything is finite. That means that life in the universe began at some time, right? Then why not when God initiated the Big Bang? God speaks of this in Genesis. Why not assume the Christian view of events? Science backs it up. Following on this, we can prove intelligent design. The fact that math can prove principles that haven't even been discovered yet is absolutely like astounding. Again, I've covered this in shows and will continue to and will continue to do so as well. The fact that the chances of life anywhere in the universe has been shown by physicists to be virtually impossible is again virtual proof of God existing. So much so, right? It's so impossible that we that even physics cannot prove that randomness. Physics cannot prove that this should all be possible, that we are the only planet that can actually like sustain life. Right? What the Earth does is utterly unique, and no other system can do this as far as we've observed. Saying it's chance just doesn't cut it. Randomness it doesn't work like that. All things working perfectly randomly to create the most unique bed of minerals and elements to create the Earth and its creatures. Come on. If you believe in that, I've got a bridge to sell you, okay? <laughs> You'd be dooming yourself to never believing in anything if you have faith in that argument. Honestly, it takes more faith to believe not in God than it does actually believe in Him. If you can give me 22 minutes, just like this show, of an argument against God, you could have spent that 22 minutes actually believing in something. And it's important too. We've seen societies that don't have a basis in religion and what happens to them. That happened in major part in Russia. Russia, at a certain point, outlawed religion. Like there was no religion allowed because it interfered with the government's agenda. And what you had is you had an amoral society. You had people at, at no point that any problem like killing each other or like committing crimes. And yes, Russia is still standing to this day. That's great. That's great. But that's due to the injection of religion. That's due to, yes, the world wars, the world wars were terrible, but it was also a rebirth in Europe that showed the importance of religion over man-made rules because what Hitler did was based on his own rules. There was nothing based in religion. And Hitler knew this at first, right? Because he he didn't ban churches at first. At first, he worked to make deals with those leaders and to make overtures for the Christians that lived there. But eventually, like every single tyrant, he got rid of religion. That's the first thing people do. Whenever groups want to take over the world, they take over or they get rid of religion. Why? Because having God as a moral arbiter, like not only is a good thing, <laughs> but it's a human fact. God has to exist. Every time that a society chooses God, right? Every time that a society chooses religion, crime decreases, prosperity increases, the world gets better right? Just having those bad, just believing in anything is better than believing in nothing, right? And so as long as you can believe in something, that's a good starting point. I told that lady that believed in freakism or freaky that I'm glad that you believe in that. I'm glad that you're having the journey that you're having with yourself, 
right? Because as long as you're searching for God, there's hope for you that way, right? Because eventually I believe that God will lead you to him because I believe that God is the ultimate God of the universe. Therefore, just believe in something. And if you can get to that point, then you can keep listening to the show and I can help you to prove to you that there is a God up there and that it's not about you saying, okay, well, let's do this thing. It's about you saying, okay, God, let's do this thing. It's not about me. And it's not about you. It's about God. It's about you and God, which is cool. So it doesn't, the impetus is not on me to convert you to God. The impetus is on you to want to pursue that. You, I mean, like, wouldn't you want to know if you didn't believe in something, wouldn't you want to like pursue that thing? I would. Again, Thank you all so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And again, thank you to that person who sent out this mic. It sounds phenomenal. It has completely changed the show for me and reinvigorated me for future shows. But again, like, thank you all so much for tuning in and for your donations and for your time. I really appreciate it. Y'all have a blessed day. And again, if y'all have questions and that kind of stuff or you want to hear different things, shoot me an email. You can find my my email on my website, thewhitakershow.com. I'm pretty sure the email is thewhitakershowemail at gmail.com. You can shoot me an email there and then I can uh, I can respond to you and we can actually build the show together because this isn't a show just about me. This is a show about you too. This is a journey that we're all going to take together. And yes, it does help me out a bunch, but my goal is to honestly give people a framework to inject research and thinking and critical thinking into your life because God encourages those things. God wants us to be critical thinkers. And I think we could all deal and um, work with some additional critical thinking in our lives and our kids' lives. Embracing a skill set that allows us to think more fully about the decisions that we make as well as who we make them with and what we make them on can truly bring us to a better place with God and and with our own minds. Godspeed, y'all.